This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, Joe Shane introduced himself to the world yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't know what people were expecting with regard to that presser. I, I, I don't care that it wasn't fire and brimstone like Joe judges. Oh, I thought he was very transparent to use a word that's completely overused in, in the English language uh, nowadays, but it kind of laid out his plan. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it's, I guess it's pretty clear that they're going to try and build around Daniel Jones based on his response to the, uh, the question asked yesterday, huh? Uh, well, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, very, very young guy, like you said, very transparent. He talked about what he wanted to build. Yeah. How he wanted to change things around. Um, obviously, Daniel was a big part of it. And he made it clear that, you know, he, he feels they could build around Daniel. I, I, look, I, I, I reported this a couple of weeks ago that the three candidates all like, the three finalists all like Daniel. They felt he got the short end of the stick. I think that was the words I used in the last podcast. Mm. And a lot of things, you know, didn't go his way. Coordinators, injuries, offensive line, you know, get him with bragging about he was going to build offensive line. And he didn't do that three years Jones was here. Yeah. Um, Scheme-wise, coordinators, head coaches. Um, so, look, that, you know, that's why I asked Shane that yesterday, you know, how he, how he feels about him. And, and I think he made it pretty clear. I don't think anybody, I don't think he was bullshitting. You know, um, I heard this before. He even got the job, and then he got the job. And he told the Giants nation yesterday, right, how he yeah. feels about Jones. And, and now, look, things could always shift in another direction. But that's how he does feel because I heard that before he was even – you know, before any, he was hired or, or any presser, obviously, yesterday. So um, this is what they feel. They feel that Jones is a kid that could do some things, but you're going to have to help him. And that's what he said yesterday. Because we gotta, look, look, Shane said he told us, he told, during the presser, he mentioned the offensive line. And then he met with us afterwards on the side mm-hmm. and was talking some more. And he mentioned offensive line again. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, we got to get some better plays in here, you know. That's at least it. he's smart enough to see that, right? Right. I mean, you know, oh, after what we heard last year in camp about, you know, Gettleman basically mocking everybody, you know, when we asked about the offensive line, he was basically like, well, maybe you guys are worried, but we're not. Yeah. Okay, well, the, the both guys that won't worry, Judge and Gettleman, are both gone. So, I mean, yeah. I think we all kind of laughed at that last summer when they said that to us. Like, really? You, ha- you have that? Co-? Like, who the hell had any confidence in the Giants offensive line last year? No one. Uh, uh, we were just hoping it would work out with the Matt Pertz, and obviously they had some injuries with Lemieux and the Gates go. But you know, to to actually not draft the guy off it and actually go in, in that line with that had a ton of question marks was ludicrous, dude. Yeah, and it proved to be ludicrous. Yeah, and it was all the factors and injury, you know it had some injuries with Lemieux, but even Lemieux, we didn't know what we were going to have in him last year. No, it wasn't. A, it it was not a, a cemented Matt left Pert, guard spot. Right, Matt Pert couldn't beat out Nate Solder. Right. I mean, you know, it's just you know so. Point being is that Joe Shane comes in and says, listen, we got you know, we gotta get some more talent here. Uh via the draft. Try to supplement a little free agency, which isn't gonna be easy this year because you know, he admitted they're cap strapped. And they're gonna have to make some personnel moves, you know. And he was very uh, upfront about it, Jerry. You know, he said yesterday, yeah, no, we have a problem with the cap. You know, it wasn't like he went in and told everybody, Oh no, I don't see no problem with the cap, but we'll work it out. No, he was like, Yeah, no, you know, we got an issue going on with the cap and I mean, Kevin Abrams are going to get together next week and put the new head coach probably, and they're going to sit down and, 
And they're going to have to start making some tough personnel decisions, which we expect. When, when you have no money cap-wise and you have to free up some space, you know, some guys are going to get released, bro. You know, Chris, you know, I, I'm almost glad we don't have a lot of money cap-wise because every year going into, you know, January, February, I think, you know, the way you build a team is through the draft. And then free agency happens, and I find myself getting caught up in free agency, and it's like, oh, let's go get this guy, let's get that guy. And then you put, bring guys in, and you're all excited, but that's not the way you build a team. And I admit, I get caught up in it as a, as a buffoon. Um, but you bring in Dory Jackson, you bring in the guys we brought in over the last few years, and you're all excited. And, and look, Bradbury and Martinez worked out, but, you know, Galladay didn't. Dory Jackson, we spent a lot of money. But it is the right way. And I'm, I, in a way, I'm just saying I'm almost glad that we have – $13,000 right now. And I know that will be adjusted and things will happen. But what he said yesterday is he doesn't want to make the big splash. Or I believe he said something to that effect um, that it's going to be maybe second level guys. And I just wanted to say, Chris, I, I know I get caught up in it every year and we have to put out an issue on free agency and who we should get, but I think it's a smart thing to do anyway. Well, look, Jerry, uh, even Dave Gettleman didn't want to build through free agency, yeah. but the problem was couldn't draft. Couldn't draft. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when you can't draft, when you're missing on your draft picks, now you got to try to save your butt by going out and spending $200 million in free agency. Yeah. It really isn't any general manager in the league that says, well, I'm going to build through free agency and hope some draft. No, everybody wants to build through the draft. Yeah. But this, what separates teams like the Bills and Joe Shane and Brandon Bean is that they drafted pretty well the last four years, and their draft picks have, are producing on the field. Yeah. And here they are, you know, a playoff team, what, three years in a row, and uh, well, 13 seconds away from playing the second straight championship game. You know? 13 seconds. Yeah. You know? So Shane says, you know, we got, so the, now the difference is, okay, now he's the man, Shane. Yeah. Uh, so now you got to go out and you, we'll see how he drafts. You know, um, that's the difference, Jerry, you know, because no general manager wants to spend 200 million, million in free agency. Nobody. Yeah. But when you can't draft, you know, and, and Hey, look, Jerry, you know, there's a couple of things I want to get into. Um, you know, I, I, I reported this numerous times uh, that, A, they got to, these scouts, whoever the hell, these last four, they got to get the hell out of there. And B, they're not going to get the hell out of there now. That's, I'm glad you brought up. That was my next question. Go ahead. All right. Good. Yep. Because you, like I said in previous podcasts, I put it on Twitter, you, a new general manager is just not going to go in there. And say, all right, everybody, you guys haven't drafted really well. Get the hell out of the building. No. And Shane made a point of that yesterday. I know people are down on Chris Pettit's, rightfully so. I, I, to me, I, to me, I can't wait to get rid of Chris Pettit. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the Midwest, all the regional scouts, the Chris Pettit's, they've all put in about six months of work. Yeah. And they all have their boards already, and they have this kid and this kid scouting this. So. Joe Shane made a point of saying, you know, he ha a he has the power to launch people when the time comes, mm. if he feels necessary. B, he doesn't even know these guys yet. Right. C, when he gets to know them, he's going to look at their boards, and then he's going to start looking at these college kids and say, well, this is what I see. And if some regional scout or Chris Pettit or and they and they have him rated totally different, mm. and you know. And then Shane starts seeing that, all right, well, this guy doesn't see the same vision I have. You know, this guy doesn't have the same vision. This guy's seeing something totally different. Well, I'm seeing down the road, you'll start seeing some changes made. 
Is no, that I, I would no I would love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings to see how differently he has guys rated compared to what our scouts do. Yeah, I, so would I, Jerry. So would I. So, but that's you know that's going to be down the road. Uh, but right now, they're going to get together. Yeah. And these guys are going to be around, and they're all going to be great, you know, and they're going to be putting, they're going to get their input, what they see with these college kids, senior balls coming up, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, combines and pro days. And then they're going to, they're, you know, Shane's going to slowly feel out what he has in the building and who stays, who's probably going to go, hmm. who he feels is on the same page of what he's looking for, and all that. Yeah. So it wasn't something like he's just going to go in the building. And wipe everybody out first day on the job. We're gonna flamethrower in day one. It's not gonna happen. (laughs) Excuse me. I said that. I said, you know, listen. Now that could eventually happen. Yeah. After the draft, down the road, and but Shane said yesterday because I don't even know these guys. Right. He just got there. He hasn't even met. He's probably if he met a few of them. You know, they're all on the road. These scouts. Who's gonna be that? You know. You know who's doing it. So there's a lot of factors go into it. And I'm the, I was the first one. Listen, just wipe out this building. But you can't wipe it out right now. Yeah. Point number two. I've been reporting for a while that how much dysfunction goes on in that building. Nobody was on the same page. Mm-hmm. Whose voice wants to be heard more than this voice? Who's not getting along? Joe Judge thinking he was the emperor, walking around like it's my way or the highway. Okay? I, this is all stuff I've said in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Well, John Mara yesterday said he what happened was John, you know, he obviously introduced Joe Shane. And then afterwards, Mara met with us on the side. And people were asking him questions and Mara admitted he goes the last two years, the communication has been horrific in this building. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, this is all stuff I've said. I mean, you know, uh, uh, this. So Mara, to his credit, Jerry, didn't have to say that. But he said it, and he yeah. said, "Listen, you know the communication's been bad in this building, man. Uh, you know who's not getting along, who's doing this. We got to get that straightened out." So Joe Shane has a lot on his plate, bro. You know, two other things Mara brought up in that second part in the, uh, I guess it was the the, the inside the bubble. Um, one thing he said was, "You put the the Sean Watson stuff to bed. Thank God, I'm so tired of hearing that. We'd have no money. It's not happening." All that stuff against them, guys. Please stop talking about Deshaun Watson. Watson. And then the other thing was, I thought it was a little comical that he admitted. He's like, we we couldn't do anything more to screw this kid up, meaning Jones. I just thought that was like, wow, that is, I guess, not a revelation, but it's a little refreshing to hear it from your owner. Like, we have to kind of give, we have to give him a chance, which... You know, for the Jones supporters out there, this is what you wanted to hear. It's build around him and mm-hmm. see what you do. I mean, don't give him the extension. I don't think they will. But if you don't fall, if you're not in love with a kid like Pickett or Willis or a kid coming out this year, go with him another year and give him a shot. Give him a chance to succeed. So just thought it was a little refreshing to hear the owner say that, Chris. That's all. Yeah, and I was standing right next to John when he said that, Jerry. I did like a double take. Like, what? Did, did he just say that? You know? Yeah. Like, did John just say he screwed up this kid? You know? Uh, you know? I was like, wow. I, yeah. I actually whispered to somebody next to me. He goes, did Mara just say they really screwed up for this kid? You know? Yeah. And they're like, yo, Chris. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know? Uh, so it was refreshing, Jerry, yeah. to hear that from the owner. Like, he's not out there trying to sugarcoat anything. You know, he's not out there like, oh, yeah, well, we had a few injuries on the reason why we're 4-13. And we had to get rid of the coach. But whatever, because it didn't work out. 
Now he's basically saying, you know, yeah, we screwed up a lot for this kid. Yeah. And this is what I meant about Jerry. Where I've, I've written an article for the Giant Insider, right? I've talked about it. Where a lot of times Mara believes people he shouldn't be believing. Yeah. And it's happened. That he's loyal to, right? You know, I mean, here's Gettleman yeah. telling John, you know, we're good with the offensive line, you know? And John's like, okay, well, you're my general manager, you know? And I'm sure uh, his Joe Judge and Gettleman telling John, hey, look, we're going to upgrade the back of quarterback position. You know, we're not going with Colt McCoy anymore, you know? We're going to go with the, we're going to upgrade it, John. Trust me, I know the game. I'm going to, we're going to, and they bring in Glennon, who was a total, a complete disaster. Right. You know, and John listened to some other people sometimes, and they're telling him this and that. And, you know, John being the owner, okay, you know, well, he's my general manager. He's my this, he's my that. So I guess we're going with it, you know, and, and it hasn't worked out, you know. So now he starts fresh, um, you know, to a guy he, look, this is all basically a nice dog and pony show, Jerry, okay? Hey, look at Shane. Says it all the right things and all that. And God bless him. I My first impression, I really like the guy. What he's done in Buffalo with Brandon Bean, I really like the guy. But, Jerry, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't matter. Until the drafts. Mm-hmm. He's going to hire a head coach soon. We'll get into that a little bit. And that's all great. But it doesn't start counting until September when you when the Coaches have to make pressure decisions. And we've seen a couple of coaches who are very highly regarded in this league totally and completely fail in pressure situations last weekend. Yeah. Who froze. Okay? Mm-hmm. Veteran coaches like the Sean McDermott's, Leslie Frazier's, oh. who froze in big spots. Chris, can I just real quick, since you brought that name up, I, that is... The 600th guy I would want coaching this team. I will say that now. I know we're going to get to coaching questions <coughs> later on. No, no, absolutely never. No, I have Dan Quinn over him. So, sorry, you brought it up. I, I, it's like a, like a nervous reaction for me yeah. when you bring up the name Leslie Frazier. And I lost my train of thought for what I, Oh, here we go. Um, you were talking about, the, I was going to say, to your point, the last two introductory press conferences we had, Judge... And then, well, Gettleman, I forget Shermer. Gettleman were impressive. Even Gettleman's first one when he said, I, I'm coming here every day to kick ass. And, and that's it. And I, that's that's right. my goal. And we thought, oh, this is awesome. This guy's going to come here and kick ass. Judge's introductory press conference was awesome. So I went into yesterday, Chris. I didn't care what the hell Joe Shane said. It, it's proof is in the drafting. Proof is in the pudding. I, I didn't know. I just... I didn't expect anything yesterday other than somebody who came off competent, and that was it, dude. I, I think any Giants fan who wanted – I don't know what anyone was looking for yesterday. That's all, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, Joe, you're not looking for a guy to go up to make a fool out of himself. Right. That would be a bad start, you know. Sure. Say stupid stuff and have a suit that's too big or, <laughs> you know, slick back hair, thinking he's in Hollywood yeah. in front of Steve Tisch, you know, you know, and all that. You know, thinking maybe he's going to be in Maverick 3 or something, Top Gun 3 after his coaching career, you know, something like that. Yeah. Hey, look, look, you know, Joe Shane met us before he went on the press. He was a little nervous. Uh, rightfully so. He's a young guy. He's first time in front of him. He couldn't believe how many the media there. I can't you believe know? the GM's younger than me now. That's crazy to me. Right? Getting that I age. mean, you know, he was very honest with us, man, on the yeah. side. He was like, yo, he was like, 
because man, this is different than Buffalo. I can tell you that, you know, oh, with yes. the media yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, and the whole deal. And, you know, and he was very, just, a, he just seemed like a really good, humble dude, answered all our questions, you know, and all that. And that's great, you know, and you hope you got the right guy. But, you know, Jerry, press conferences don't win football games. We found, the right. Giants have found that out, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I you know I remember the Eagle fans with Sirianni. They wanted him out after the press conference. They wanted him fired. Even during the season with the plants growing. Right? Yes. And here's the guy that goes to the playoffs. You know, um, so the point being is that he was very impressive, and that's a good sign. He kind of made a clear vision. He gave us a clear vision of what he wants to do. And now he just has to go out. And he has he has a lot of work to do, Jerry. He has to hire a head coach. Hmm. Um, now, Shane's going to present a head coach to Tish and Mara. And it'll probably be by Saturday. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Saturday morning introduction. Uh, excuse me, uh, an announcement. And then Mara and Tish are going to have to approve it. And people, a lot of people are like, well, what? You know, I see a lot of people on Twitter like, well, I thought he gave Shane the authority to hire the head coach. So what the hell are they running by Mara and Tish for? Like, and I'm looking like, Glad you brought that up. folks. Mara and Tish are the owners. Yeah. Of course, they got to run it by them. I don't know what people expect with that. Like, I, this is not an this is not an ownership that's good. Like, ownership doesn't sit in a tower, miles and miles away, and say, "I don't I'll go ahead, run it how you want." It doesn't work that way. I, I don't know what people <laughs> expect, dude. Yeah, uh, Mara made it clear yesterday. The GM has the authority. Jeff picks. He's going to hire the coach. Of course, he's going to run it by Mara and Tish. Yeah, uh, and he's going to have the authority. Now, Mara said this to us yesterday, and Joe Shane said this to us, that, yes, he has the authority to make changes in the front office. Yeah. That means regional scouts. That means the, uh, uh, director of play personnel, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, col- director of college scouting, all those titles. Yeah. Um, he is going to have the authority to move people around or show them the door down the road and all that. You know, so... Uh, that he, you know, was very clear. But as far as the head coach, yeah, Shane's gonna say, "Okay, I want, you know, Brian Dable." We're gonna, John. This is my choice. And of yeah. course, Marin Tisha gonna have a voice, a say in that. They're the owners, dude. They signed. They, you know, I that's I don't that's get everywhere. What, I don't understand what people expect <laughs> with that. Uh, you know, uh, you know. So, but Marin's giving him the, the authority to do everything. You know, so and he has a lot on his plate, bro. Yeah, uh, he's got to get everybody on board in the building. You know, he made a point of, hey, we got to communicate this building. I don't want no people talking down to people in this building. You know, it's all one family. We all have to communicate. And I can tell you this, Jerry. You know, the communication was not good between, you know, Judge and a lot of people in that building. And I was reporting that a while, that it just a lot of stuff was going on, a lot of dysfunction, bro. And I'm not going to go back to Judge now he's gone, you know. Sure. But that's something that Shane's going to have to, you know, he's going to clean up. And, you know, he talked about Buffalo on the side with us about how Buffalo was like a family and everybody. And of course, people have differences, you know, and what they see here, what they want to do here. But you talk it out and say, OK, no, we're going to do that. We're going to talk. Why are you this? Why not like, well, I'm the supreme ruler. And what I say goes, yeah. you know, and when 15 people say, gentlemen, we're really going to draft a running back in the second round, uh, number two overall, and Dave goes, hey, I'm the general manager. This is what I'm doing. He doesn't want that, Shane. Yeah. Yes, he has the final determination, but he wants communication. He wants everybody 
hopefully get on the same page. It's never, it's never always going to be on the same page, but he wants the general idea of we're going to communicate, we're all going to be on the same page, and we're going to move this forward. You know, um, and, and, you know, listen, he was asked yesterday, too, about is this a rebuild, you know? And he said, no, I don't believe in rebuilds. I, you know, I believe in progress, and we're going to try to, you know, as we, you know, as the process moves along, drafting players, this, that, you know, a couple of free agents, supplement some guys in there. And we go out there to try to compete, brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and if anybody, look, here's a general theme I got from yesterday, Jerry. And I put it on Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Nobody just throws a, a towel in on a season. Right. Never. Nobody's going to say, all right, 2022, we have no intention of making the playoffs. We're lucky we win five games. Uh, but but the, it is the, the, the impression I got yesterday was that, okay, we're going to try to get much better in 2022, dude. And then we're going to see what we got with Daniel. We're going to build around this kid, you know, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And then 2023, 2023, we're going to have a ton of cap space. Some people will be added here. There might be new scouts. And boom, 2023 is the year that we're really shooting for. But, hey, we're not going into 2022 like, oh, forget about it. We're not going to do nothing this year. No. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? That's, 100%. that's basically what Joe Shane was saying yesterday. And, and if you guys, if you look at the – free agents that the Giants have, 18 unrestricted. I stretched it to five, keeping five of them. I probably stretched it to that. So right there, you're going to have so much turnover just from free agents leaving this team. I would imagine, Chris, it's going to be about 20 got, twenty new faces next year, give or take. 20, 25 new faces. So, yeah, like you said, you're not throwing the talent, but realistically you're looking at 2023, and you also have to determine if you have the right quarterback leading this franchise, which is going to be answered likely if you surround him with a, if you can protect him yeah. in 2022. So I, uh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, right. Jerry, I mean, that's, you know, that's basically, you know, kind of, you got, kind of got the film, but at the same time, you know, you go out, you got the fifth and the seventh pick uh, in the draft. Dude. Trust me, dude. I'm, I'm all in on that. Yep. So at the same time you go out and you draft an offensive lineman and you mm. get a guy, say Gates does come back. Say Lemieux is a solid guard. Right, mm-hmm. and you draft a solid offensive lineman yeah. that is a starter from day one and yeah. belongs in this league, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. And then at the seventh pick, say you get an edge kid. Mm. So you look at the defense and you got some help for Aziz. Maybe you get an <clears> edge <throat> kid that gives you that five to seven sacks. You have to account for him and all that, you know, Jerry. And then you look at it and you you got that offensive line. Daniel's got healthy weapons. Dude, this is what Joe Shane was talking about. Hey, we're not throwing in the towel in 2022, you know? Yep. And the way, but, the way I was going to say, the way Buffalo drafts, you still have rounds two through seven, guys, not just the first one. So. Right, right. And, you know, you you got two, what do you have, nine picks, I think, next year's Nine draft. picks, which I don't know why he was saying 11, but. He, he made a mistake. No, no, he, no, he, no I, I could quit it up right now. Joe, Joe Shane made the mistake because. He didn't realize that Billy Price thing didn't work out. He didn't realize that Santoso didn't get work there out. There you go. Was Perfect. Got it. And because of the clauses, you know, you know, in that tra- in those trades, the Giants did not get an extra two picks. Yeah, because it would have been an extra fourth and an extra seventh, I believe. Uh, but we have two thirds, Chris. We have two thirds. I mean, you know, you start drafted. You start drafted somewhat decent. He's middle round, second round. You know, so nobody's throwing anything out for twenty twenty two. They're not throwing anything out. You know. But with the cap and this and that, you're looking at really 2023, and you're looking for that real big time progress in 2022. But that's not, you know, that's not leaving out 
playing really good football, Jerry, mm-hmm. winning a lot of games, you know, maybe staying healthy for once, you know, um, and you got, you know, because if this offensive line, if, if, you know, if he could improve this offensive line in a year, and Joe Shane made it a point numerous times, Jerry, yeah, we got to get some better talent in this offensive line. Yeah. All right. No stupid hog molly crap. Yeah, no, none of this, you know, no, none of this talking like you know he invented the game shit. Yeah. He just said, "Listen, we got to get better talent offensive line." Obviously, that's a, a position group we have to address. A lot of guards in the second and third round too. I've been doing, starting to do some draft research, dude, and I'm I'm excited for what we have to pick from. I don't even, I'm not even concerned about the cap right now. I'm 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 almost bypassing free agency to look straight at the draft yeah, because uh, should yeah yeah a lot of talent, dude. There's so much fifth and seventh pick. Come on, I mean that is that is incredible. Jerry, uh, have, they, they I'm have, so excited about that. They have the draft capital to really improve this offensive line. Dude. They do. There's no excuse. You don't have to go with the free agency. Right. Exactly. Um, now, well, yeah. at, you, now I'm not saying I'm not discounting picking up a veteran Jerry at a decent right. cost. Sure. I'm just saying they have. It's not like the the Rams. They have no number ones and, and you know all that's. They have two number ones, high number ones, dude. Right. Right. You know, so uh, obviously, we'll, you know, as as the process was on, we'll get into that as a draft. But it's going to be fascinating to see what Joe Shane does in his draft. It really yeah. is. I've done about 600 simulated drafts um, since uh, about, I don't know, two weeks ago. So I've got rounds one through seven all laid out, buddy. I know it never works out that way, but I, I'm addicted to it. Um, all right, guys, give us a – we'll be right back. Uh, we'll word from our sponsor. Hang on one second. And we're back. Uh, before we get to questions, Chris, anything else we want to cover? Um, with I mean, there's a lot of head coaching questions, so we can talk about that with yeah. the questions. But um, the well, one, thing, we, yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. Again, the one thing you said before, Judge walked around kind of like a tyrant. And again, I won't talk about this all the time. But does that concern you with Brian Flores at all? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because Flores, listen, he's been through coordinators like he changed his underwears. Yeah, Patrick Graham left, and and. He took a lateral position with the Giants, yeah, which was unheard of. One coordinator going to another team for coordinator. Yeah, I know they were friends, but who the hell knows what happened there? Like Flores just let him walk <coughs> to the Giants. He went from a coordinator to a coordinator. I mean, who the hell does that? No, I know. You know, and now Flores, you know, all kinds of reports about he couldn't get along with the general manager. You know, he said so. Yeah, no, that, that's concerning. Flores is a Type A personality, and we went from a Type A personality to. Are we going to go to another one, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Flores is in today. Uh, and then Leslie Frazier's in tomorrow. <laughs> and then, you know, I haven't heard anything about bringing anybody else in. Yeah. Uh, so I would expect a decision by Saturday. And even Maris said the earliest. I'm uh, sorry, the latest would be early next week, you know? so. Do you have a preference for who you want, Chris? Just curious. Uh, I... I really don't. I really don't want Leslie Frazier. I don't think this is a good spot for him to turn the team around. Right. You know, uh, no matter what happened the other day, Frazier's a good football guy. He is, but he's just not. You know, not a guy that should be here. I'm also going you by know. his Minnesota dude. I just, I don't know. It wasn't a fan. Yeah, yeah. I think he made the playoffs once. He did. You know, he had no really no quarterback. Kissing Brett Favre's butt on the sidelines. Like, that conversation you had with Favre, if you ever yeah. see it on NFL films, is sickening. Anyway. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I was little, I was actually surprised he actually brought him in for a second. Yeah, I know. An interview, Jerry. I really was. I agree. But um, you know, the, look, Patrick Graham went yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, and Flores is today, and Dable. We don't know what's going to happen with Dable, bro. I know no, a lot Miami. of people want him. Don't yeah. know what. Miami's in play too. Well, 
I mean, that's the word out there. Um, he might want to go to Miami. Maybe he feels that's a better situation. You know? Uh, I know people automatically assume he's going to pick the Giants or, or Shane wants them because they work together in Buffalo. You don't know how these things work out, bro. I'm know? sorry, guys, but no state tax in Miami is a real thing. So I, I you have, you, he coached Tua in college. You could argue they have a better roster. Might be set up better there. Who the hell knows? I hope, hope we get him, but, yeah. I, you know. Up yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he might feel that's a better situation for him. His family, yeah. too, uh, you know, the weather, the state tax, and who the hell all these things come into play, bro? All of it, dude. All of it. You know? Yep. So we don't know. We don't know. Um, now, if look, if Dable moves on, if he does it, I guess you assume Flores, but don't count out Patrick Graham, man. Yeah. Don't, pa- don't count out Patrick Graham. Dark horse, baby. You know? Yep. So we'll see in the next few days. Obviously, if I... Here's something. Um, I, I, oh, I, and, and don't count out a Dan Quinn. Hmm. Don't count out a Dan Quinn. What do you, think of, people what do you, what do you think of that, Chris? I, that wouldn't be the worst hire, Jerry. I, I'm not going to go crazy over that. Okay. I, I wouldn't go crazy over that. You know, I wouldn't be my number one choice, Jerry, to be honest with you. Agree. You know? Uh, but I, that's not something I would go, you know, crazy over. Um, you, know, you know, see, this is what I'm talking about. You know, was, there was hot rumors a couple of days ago. Oh, Quinn is, is basically all but done. He's going to Denver. Yeah, well, right. they just hide Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Okay? Right. So you don't know how these things are going to play out. I know Quinn really impressed the Giants. He impressed Joe Shane. So uh, we'll see how this plays out, man. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, in my order, um, for what it's worth, Dable and Flores, probably rather have Dable uh, just because of – I just want an offensive guy. Not that Flores couldn't hire an offensive coordinator that works. But – you know, one and one A for me are Dable and Flores. Graham's next, then Quinn. And the, the thing that bothers me with Quinn, he came in and did a great job with Dallas, dude. But the, I mean, 28 to 3. I just, I can't, it's hard to get over that. It's hard. I know it was Shanahan not running the clock down. But you're in charge of that. Like the, yeah, se- yeah. the first play where Shanahan leaves 15 seconds on the play clock, I am racing over to him and yelling at him, like, dude, one second left. I don't care if you got a delay of game over it. So yeah, listen, it's hard to get past that. These are things I talk about, Jerry, when the pressure is on. <sighs> How do guys respond? You know? Yeah. yeah. And like you said, you know, you're not telling me through the ball. They were, they were throwing the ball and it gets a sack, a fumble, gets him back, you know? Um, but yeah. um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I know he impressed in his interview. Uh, you know, he, he's got a couple of playoff things. He did some good things with Dallas defense last year. So, you know. Who knows if Shane wants a guy who who's not a first year head coach, Jerry? You know, maybe you want, you know, I don't know. Right. So um, we're gonna find that out pretty soon. I'm glad uh, Graham's uh, getting a chance too, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I he's I hate to say long shot, but he'll he's the dark horse in this. Bro. He is. He is. He's the dark horse. You know. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for the uh, the questions. I haven't done this in a while. Seventy-two responses, and I only sent the email or the the, the tweet out, uh, you know, a few hours ago. So um, we'll start off with a uh, you know, a well-known follower, well-known listener, a girl Lisa in Brooklyn. Looking at the success in Buffalo, what do you think this GM will do that mimics their success? From Lisa, Chris. That mimics that. Well, he's going to try to. He'll be drafting guys, and he. I actually asked him this yesterday too. What kind of guys? What kind of what is what kind of traits is, is he looking for in these college kids? Too, besides yeah. obviously talent, we all know that, right? Yeah. 
Um, and he said, he goes, you know, he told me, he goes, you know, we look for character guys, guys that are leaders, guys yeah. that love the game, you know, any guys that comes up, you know, when I was in Buffalo, any guys that came up and somebody said something about, well, you know, he, he works a couple of days a week. Oh, you know, they're out. He said, they're out. Yeah. He says, if you look at our locker room in Buffalo, he goes, look at our locker room. We had a bunch of leaders in there. And that's some of the things. So he's going to look for guys like that. Obviously, talent is <laughs> a priority. We all know that. Yeah. And then he's going to look for guys that have that carry certain traits, man, you know, and, and the, the Terrell Emmons, like the guys up in Buffalo, man, you know, or the Matt Milano's, you know, when he brought over the Micah Hydes and, and he, you know, they drafted some of these guys that are leaders in that Buffalo locker room. That's what he's going to be looking to do here with the Giants. By the way, you have to be rooting for him extra hard. He, he grew up like a stone's throw away from Notre Dame. He's a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he yeah. met Bavaro, he said, when he was four and became a Giants fan because of it. Like, wow, this guy, well, from a rooting standpoint, this guy checks all the boxes. Yeah, Indiana <laughs> guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to combine Rollins and Adriana Iafolas together because it's kind of the same question. Um, what do you guys think about bringing in Trubisky to be, compete with Jones? Do you think that's going to be a possibility, Chris? Uh, not to compete, really, but I can see a Trubisky coming. Oh, you, look, they're going to have to upgrade the backup quarterback position. Hmm. Obviously, Shane knows him from Buffalo, so you could see that. Yep. Uh, Oscar Nieves, watch the presser. Loved your question, Chris. Um, what were some other questions you were considering? Well, actually, uh, the first one <laughs> where he asked if, if this was a um, uh, uh, kind of a rebuild, how did he view it? Mm-hmm. And Russ Salzburg stole that from me, as usual. Uh, so that I had a shift to the Daniel Jones one. <laughs> so that was one of the ones I was going to ask. Yeah, that one. Russ, that's um, funny. You know, um, that was one of the ones I was going to ask right there. How do you consider it? If he considered this kind of a rebuild, and how, how does he view? Yep. Chris, I have a question for you. Why the hell do people keep talking about Doug Peterson? Why does Why are they putting odds on Doug Peterson with the same odds as Brian Flores, he should be like plus five thousand. He hasn't got an interview. I know. Why? They never bought him in a building. I mean, Pro Football Talk put it out. Like it was like plus four hundred for Dable, plus five hundred for uh, Flores, and then plus five hundred for Peterson. I'm like Doug Peterson. I mean, and by the way, you want to piss me off? Hire Doug Peterson. I would hate that move, but whatever. Well, until he comes in for an interview, Jerry, I'm, I'm not right. even going to consider it. It's yeah. stupid. I mean, that's something, you know, if a guy received an interview, then you start putting stuff like that out. He, he hasn't got an interview, so. And this is crunch time, bro. I mean, it, you know. Big Blue at Lewis underscore Big Blue. Thanks for all you guys do. It seemed Dable was the primary choice. Are these additional head coach interviews because the Giants have soured on Dable? No. They're, they're, they're casting the net the same way they did for GM. I mean, they just, they want to bring in as many people and get, you know, opinions on everybody, guys. It has nothing to do with souring on Dable. If anything, he's probably the front runner i would imagine but here you go chris elizabeth Contreras, would you rather be a gm or a head coach question for both of you guys nice that's easy for me i'd rather be a gm absolutely um me yeah i'd rather be uh i'd rather be the head coach would you yeah all right there you go you know just just you know hot off the thing i mean i see reports all over that dan quinn's going back to dallas too Yes, that's right. Yeah. Just saw that as well. It just popped up. Yeah. I see News that. breaking. Maybe we'll get a head coach. The last two podcasts we had, you know, shit went down. So we'll see. 
Uh, Bobby L, no question. Just want to say thanks for being a real honest, straightforward podcast. Can't wait to listen. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, well, Jerry, just quickly, one guy I was surprised they didn't bring in. I thought they would bring in Brian Leftwich. So did I. Absolutely right. Yep. I was a little surprised they haven't brought in Leftwich. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not surprised about the enemy because of everything we've heard with the interviewing and they met him last time. And, uh, but you're right. Uh, I'm very surprised they didn't bring in, um, bring in Leftwich. Leftwich. Here we go. Uh, take a lap, Joe Judges. <laughs> what are each of your thoughts on NFL overtime? Hashtag Wyoming buffoon. Um, I have no problem with the way it is. I don't either. You're like, stop c- complaining because you lost. I mean, we Im- they improved that years ago with if you kick a field goal, you get to answer. Hey, guys, it's a touchdown. You got to stop them. I didn't care. I thought you know, when that game was over, that game was over. That's it. By the way, did you think that was... One of the best games you've ever seen, Chris? Yes, I do. Yeah. Exciting, right? Yeah, I do. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, great question. The Cranky Fan at The Cranky Fan. Would the Giants in 2022 have the patience for Phil Sims, who missed 43 games and only won 14 games in his first five years? Hey, Cranky Fan, the NFL wouldn't have the patience for Phil Sims. It, it yeah. just doesn't work that way now. Yeah, right? I know. Really. Isn't that amazing? Team, I don't think any team would. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a different. It's a different league now, man. Completely different. There's a uh, from Mike Muti. There's a lot of chatter about not drafting a center in parentheses Linderbaum higher than 18. It's a cardinal sin. If the guy can be the center and we need for a decade, then who cares? Would you go tackle at five and Linderbaum at seven? I can go first if you want, or you can answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't care if you took Linderbaum at five. Because a few years ago, they said you can't take a guard at two, and that guy's headed to the Hall of Fame. Right, Chris? What'd you say? He's the only gold jacket guy from that draft so far. I mean, Josh <laughs> Allen's on his way, but, you know, or from, I'm sorry, from those first few picks. Uh, I don't, dude, if you want to take Linderbaum at five or seven or trade down and think you're going to get him, I don't care. That kid is great. He's His comparable is Jason Kelsey, who is a thorn in our side, who's been, you know, is going to the Hall of Fame. So, dude. Seven, nine, or I'm sorry, five, seven. You want to trade down and get him? I could care less. And the other one, you know, with that other pick, tackle or edge rusher, I do not care. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter, man. It's, it's all positions they need. So. Right. Yeah. They need a lot, and they need impact, like you say. They need impact right away. There's another one, Rich Savner. What do you guys think of drafting uh, Equanu at five and trading the seven pick? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you can trade seven down, I've been, you know, I've been looking at this for a while. If you trade seven to say, I don't know, the Vikings at 12, or I think the Browns are at 13 and you get another second round pick because you did that because they want to jump up and grab someone go for it guys. Cause you're going to get, there's quality linemen in the second round. This is a top heavy draft with linemen and we're going to have draft guys on that know a lot more than I do about it. We're going to tell you the same thing. So right. I would absolutely be willing to do all that, dude. Uh, I'll ask this one too. Chode man at Chode man 23. Is there any way Shane looks at the best talent on the board in the draft? We end up with Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> I don't know. I have yeah, no idea who, what he's going to do. Who knows, man? I, I think, I think Kyle Hamilton would be a luxury pick. I think if he's there somehow, which he won't be at seven, if the jets don't grab him at four, if they take Stingley instead, then maybe he goes to seven. Um, but you know, that would be a, that's a luxury pick that, you know, you already took that meant to me. That means Neil Thibodeau or Hutchinson somehow fell to five. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, 
I don't care what we do at seven now. Let's take Kyle Hamilton. He's the best, uh, you know, the best player available next. Uh, we'll do one more. Uh, Cody Kaiser. If they hire a defensive coach, Chris, any hopes on who you want the OC to be? Not necessarily dot connecting, just guys that may be ready for OC that probably haven't been one yet. They have guys that are ready to be OC that haven't been one yet? Or or someone they want to bring along. Like, say they hire Probably, uh, probably what's his name? Um, Kenny Dorsey. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Bobby Passing Dorsey. coordinator. He, he looks like he's he looks like he's about ready to call plays and run an offense. So probably him would be on the top of the list. Were you surprised by Wink Martindale being out in Baltimore? Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's done a good job there. You know, a lot of times, you know, I heard, you know, look, I heard Harbaugh wasn't happy with a lot of a lot of things he did this year <clears throat> when the other team got in plus territory. Yeah. He was calling a lot of the same calls that Harbaugh was getting a little pissed off about. But, you know, Martindale was destroyed with injuries too this year, so Look, it happens with coaches and coordinators. They just don't see the eye eye. They need a new voice. You know, uh, coach might want to do one thing, coordinator's doing the other. It piles up a little bit. It builds up a little bit over the course of a year, and and the head coach decides, you know, he wants to bring somebody new in. So, yep, it's, it's not a reflection on Martindale. He's done, you know, he, he's a very aggressive coach, and sometimes, you know, he's very aggressive in times that maybe he shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, you know, but he's a good football guy. He's proven he could, you know. He could run a pretty good defense, man. So, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, Jerry, I, I, I'm just very curious to see what happens with Patrick Graham. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, like I said, you know, they, if he stays here in the organization, yeah. you know, if he stays as a coordinator, I'm curious to see what happens with Graham when a new guy gets here. If Graham doesn't become head coach, you know, he's kind of a, you know, kind of a dark horse in this. But I'm curious to see if the new head coach keeps him, Jerry. You know. It also, keeping him also gives you credibility on the defensive side of the ball. I, I, It's the strongest side by a mile. I would like to see him stay just because I like him. I like his scheme. I like that. I like what he did with Les, especially two years ago. You know, he, he didn't have that second corner, and that was the strength of the team. And then this year, started off slow, got strong down the stretch, kept him in a lot of games. But I also think it builds some credibility with a very popular defensive coach that players have bought into that system, and a lot of those defenders are still going to be there next year. So for a number of reasons, I'd like him to stay. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That'll be the head coach's call. I'm just curious to see whether that he does stay. You know, yeah. that would be interesting. So yep. Eh, let's see who they get in here first, and then they'll decide. You know. Yep. And you said especially it's when probably... you have a guy like Mont, you know, especially when you have a guy like Wing Mondale out there. You know. Yeah. Guy might want a new head coach, might want to go with him. Before, right. You know, you know, it sure. might, might be some kind of connection with him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have one with Graham. Yep. I mean, uh, like, what happens? I mean, say Brian Flores gets his job. Graham, I mean, he let he let Graham walk to right. the Giants. Right, right, right. Dude, you're not letting a guy, you know, a guy make a lateral move. That's not a promotion. If you were getting along in him 100, percent I'm sorry, dude. And I thought if you thought thought, thought yeah. thigh highly of him, Jerry. Yeah. Running your defense. Yeah. There's no way you let him walk to be a coordinator to another team. Yeah. It's not like he was, you know, a secondary coach, a defensive backs coach, right. and now he's getting a promotion, which everybody does. This was a lateral move, which right. was a lot, which was weird, you know? I saw that he, I, I believe I saw that he's interviewing for the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator position. Yeah. Graham. Yeah. Supposedly he got, right? He, he's he's going in to, to talk to Tomlin. So. so is that his contingency plan if Brian Flores gets hired then? Not, I don't maybe. know. I, I don't know. I mean, you you know, him and Tomlin over there could be a good mix. Yeah. You know, in Pittsburgh. Um, don't know. 
So we'll get some answers soon. If I hear anything, I'll put it out. But that would be the ultimate players coach staff. <laughs> you have to you'd run through a wall with that coaching staff. I mean, I like Tomlin <laughs> as it is. I would love yeah. to play for a guy like Mike Tomlin. Then you add Patrick Graham to that. Oh my God, that's a popular coaching staff, man. Yeah. So we'll get some answers in the next few days, bro. Yep. We'll uh we'll drop our next podcast probably what Monday because we'll have a probably we'll have a new coach by then I would imagine. Well, you know, let's see when the presser is. Yeah. Probably drop it after the presser. Yeah, good point. Okay. After, after meet with him and stuff, you know. And if it's Flores, you can speak Brooklynese to him. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, next week. So I expect something Saturday. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I think it's going to be Saturday, and if not, probably no later than Monday. So. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, dude. Anything else? No, that's it. Good stuff, man. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. And for a digital subscription, go to Magster, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.